still slow, and she had to be intubated. Slowly, her heart rate rallied. Within ten minutes, she was taking her first voluntary, spontaneous breaths. Forty-five minutes after Isabel was born, Catherine died. I had left the house at 8.30. By noon, I was a widower and a father. A week later, I found myself standing in the cold rain in a cemetery outside of Detroit, watching as my wife's body was returned to the earth, close to where she was born. The words for the emotions I had known until then, pain, sadness, suffering, no longer made sense, as a feeling of cosmic, paralyzing sorrow washed over me. My personal loss felt almost beside the point, A young woman who had been vibrant with life was now no more. I could feel part of me going down with Catherine's coffin. It was the last communion I would ever have with her, and I have never felt so unbearably connected to the rhythms of the universe. But I was on forbidden ground. Like all other mortals, I would have to return to the planet Earth of grief. An hour with the angels is about all we can take. Days afterward, I went for a walk in the village where Catherine and I had been living, Tivoli, New York. By chance, I ran into a neighbor who was also out walking, the chaplain who had officiated at my college's memorial service for Catherine. You're in hell, she said to me. I immediately thought of Dante, the author I had devoted much of my career to teaching and writing about. After a charmed youth as a leading poet and politician in Florence, Italy, the city where he was born in 1265, Dante Alighieri was sentenced to exile while on a diplomatic mission. In those first years, Dante wandered around the region of Tuscany, desperately seeking to return to his beloved city. He met with fellow exiles, plotted military action, connived with former enemies, anything to get home but he never set foot in Florence again. His words on the experience would become a mantra to me. You will leave behind everything you love most dearly, and this is the arrow, the bow of exile, first let's fly. No other words could capture how I felt during the four years I struggled to find my way out of the dark wood of grief and mourning. And yet it was only because of his exile that Dante was able to write the Divine Comedy, when he accepted once and for all that he would never return to Florence. Before 1302, the year he was expelled, he had been a fine lyric poet and an impressive scholar, but he had yet to find his voice. Only in exile did he gain the heaven's-eye view of human life, detached from all earthly allegiances, that enabled him to speak of the soul. At the beginning of the Divine Comedy, as Dante finds himself lost in the Selva Oscura, the dark wood, he sees a shade in the distance. It's his favorite writer, the Roman poet Virgil, author of the Aeneid, and a pagan adrift in the Christian afterworld. By way of greeting, Dante tells Virgil that it was his lungo studio e grande amore, his long study and great love, that led him to the ancient poet. Virgil becomes Dante's teacher on ethics, willpower, 
and the cyclical nature of human mortality, illustrated by his metaphor of the souls in hell bunched up like fallen leaves. Virgil is his guide through the dark wood, just as the Aeneid gave Dante the tools he needed to curb his grief over losing Florence, whose splendor would haunt him as he wandered through Italy looking for a home during the last twenty years of his life. That's beauty's terrible calculus, I would come to learn. Its hold over you becomes stronger after you've lost it. I had met Catherine five years earlier at an art opening in Brooklyn, her tall, elegant beauty standing out amid the slouching hipsters in T-shirts and flannel. She was wearing a form-fitting dress and stood with perfectly erect posture as she drank her champagne and talked with a friend. I made a beeline for her and mustered up the courage to introduce myself.